Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. In today's podcast, we bring you an experience sharing article entitled Looking Within, Improving Myself While Being a Coordinator by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on September 20th, 2023. I began practicing Falun Dafa in 1998 and was offered a position as a coordinator in 2000. With the exception of the one and a half years I spent being persecuted in a forced labour camp, I have always held the role of coordinator. I faced all sorts of ups and downs while doing this work, but no matter what, I have managed to pass each ordeal. With Master Lee's protection and help from fellow practitioners, I have let go of many attachments. I've placed myself in a position that allows coordination work to be my main responsibility, and I help guide the practitioners around me well. Part 1 cooperating as one body to save sentient beings. Since 2000, a group of us practitioners have wanted local practitioners to form one body. Many practitioners were still in a lost state at that time and did not know what to do after the onset of the persecution. A few practitioners from other cities came to exchange cultivation experiences and ideas on how we might validate the FAR given the situation. Given Master's empowerment, and with the help of practitioners from nearby towns, we quickly formed a one body, all of whom held righteous thoughts. Practitioners in another city provided us with a lot of truth clarification flyers, and we would go out at night to distribute them. We divided into groups and headed to different villages. We delivered materials to thousands of households. Roads from the villages to the city were limited and badly damaged. Yet, practitioners passed between towns easily, as though floating on air. We were all astonished. Besides distributing materials, we also hung banners. I would print out the template by red, yellow and blue cloth and put the words on the banners with the help of other practitioners. After the glue dried, we would slot in metal rods on the top and bottom and tie them with string. One side would be weighted to help keep the banner from rolling up. As we walked, we hung up the banners on trees and lampposts swiftly and accurately so that people could see them from the streets, parks, riverbanks and police station entrances. The scene was amazing. People said, Falun Dafa practitioners are really amazing. How did they hang these banners without an airplane? We followed the progress of Master's far rectification closely. We started with distributing materials, clarifying the truth face to face, then started using cell phones to let people know about Dafa. With the help of other practitioners, I also set up a materials production site in my home and then helped others to set up their own production sites so they were everywhere. 
Additionally, we sued Jiang Zemin, the former Chinese Communist Party, CCP leader, who initiated the persecution. Practitioners were doing the three things needed to let people know the truth of Dafa. The whole process seems to have gone by in a flash, but it was only possible because of Master's help. Part 2. Going to Tiananmen Square to validate the FAR. 36 Western practitioners from 20 countries appeared on Tiananmen Square on November 20, 2001, unfurled a banner with the words Truthfulness, Compassion for Barons printed on it, calling for the CCP to stop the persecution of DAFA practitioners. This act exposed the difference in level between those practitioners and myself. The Western practitioners went to Tiananmen to validate the FAR, but we DAFA practitioners in China did not go there to seek justice for Master and DAFA. I felt guilty for not doing that. Therefore, I thought that I must go to Tiananmen to validate the FAR. I went to discuss my thoughts with two practitioners. One night, I dreamt of a man dressed in army attire. He was coming toward me riding a phoenix. He handed me something and then left. After waking up, I thought he'd given me a stamp. I understood that Master was hinting to me to make a Falun Dafa truth-clarifying banner to validate the FAR on Tiananmen Square. Therefore, I started to write out the words and made them into templates. After that, I bought yellow cloth to make the Falun Dafa is good and truthfulness compassion for Barons banners. Once the preparation work was done, we agreed on a date to go to Tiananmen. It was my day off from work, a Sunday in 2002. I woke up in the morning and decided to go to Tiananmen early, so that I'd be back home earlier. I did not tell my family about it and was back home within a day. When I left, I boarded a long-distance coach to Beijing with two other practitioners. I could not suppress the joy coming from the bottom of my heart. I was in such bliss. I usually had serious motion sickness and would start vomiting and get dizzy after taking just a short car ride. However, throughout this entire journey, I did not feel sick at all. After arriving at Tiananmen Square, we noticed many policemen in plain clothes everywhere. A female plain clothes officer was following us. We smiled at her and sent forth righteous thoughts to get rid of the evil beings and elements controlling her in other dimensions. After about ten minutes, we did not feel there were any more bad elements, so we walked to the east side of the flagpole in the square. A tour group happened to pass by, so the three of us took out our banners, raised them over our heads and shouted out, Valandapa is good! Valandapa is the righteous far! Return my teacher his innocence. I cried as I shouted. After we finished shouting, we hung the banners on the railing behind us and left the square from the east tunnel exit. While doing so, I heard someone from behind say, Palandafa is really amazing. Altogether, it took eight hours to get to Beijing and back on the same coach. The whole process went so smoothly due to Master's protection. After returning home, I went to exchange my thoughts with other practitioners on the importance of validating the FAR at Tiananmen 
encouraging others to go there to seek justice for Master so they would not have any regrets. Within a short period of time, most of the practitioners within our city and surrounding villages went to Tiananmen Square to display Daffa banners and validate the FAR, seeking justice for Master. Apart from two or three practitioners who went there with the attitude of, in case I don't make it back, and were brought back to the police station and detained for two days, the rest returned safely. The practitioners all had deep feelings about this experience and were very proud when they talked about it. Even now, they are still quite excited when they recall this experience of theirs. Part 3. Stopping the Damage I formed a small team with practitioners Jia and Bing to distribute materials and clarify the truth face-to-face in the villages and markets. After talking to people at the market, I returned to our meeting with Bing and saw Jia's electric car there. I thought that she may have come late, so I returned home without waiting for her. I only found out in the afternoon that she had been arrested by two plainclothes police officers. Bing reminded me that Jia lives alone and there are daffa books at her house, master's lecture videos, a computer, three printers, materials and so on. I could not let these things fall into the hands of the police. As we had her house keys, I asked Chen to go home to get her tricycle. Together with Chen, Bing and Dan, a practitioner who came from the same district as Jia, the four of us moved all the Daffa equipment and materials out of Jia's house. We found Jia's car keys as well and brought her car back from the market the next morning. Then we went back to her house to make sure nothing had been left behind. Not long after we left, officers from the domestic security department arrived. Under Master's protection, we had moved all of the materials and we had no losses. Part 4. Expose the CCP and stop their evil acts. After finding out about the persecution of fellow practitioners, we tried to expose it online as soon as possible. At the same time, we distributed or posted flyers with detailed information about the persecution. Practitioner Weng was taken from his office by domestic security officers. His mother is also a practitioner, but she did not want to expose her son's persecution for fear it might affect his job. Therefore, she asked practitioners to just help send righteous thoughts to strengthen them. After exchanging understandings with a few coordinators, we felt that Weng's mother's request was not in line with the FAR. Exposing the evil is meant to stop it and save sentient beings. So we started making truth-clarifying stickers. We had just finished making them that night when Wen came back. We were in awe of the miraculous nature of Daffa and the power of cooperating as one body. Part 5. Incorrect states should be corrected. Whenever practitioners are arrested, Some others get scared and stop attending group fast study, clarifying the truth and distributing materials. They say they'll wait for a while to see what happens. Seeing these practitioners' negative states, I became anxious myself, but I can't blame them or complain about them, as that will only aggravate their negative thoughts. 
We can only look at their strengths, exchange understandings with them based on the FAR, encourage them to step out, let them study the FAR more and send more righteous thoughts. Master said in clear-headedness from Essentials for Further Advancement, quote, While working, your tone of voice, your kind-heartedness and your reasoning can change a person's heart, whereas commands never could. Unquote. When we point out the practitioner's shortcomings and possible consequences with compassion, they were receptive and able to improve themselves very quickly. Part 6. Getting rid of the attachment to fame. I always thought I didn't have an attachment to fame. I have been paying attention to my speech and behaviour, trying to be more considerate and think more of others' needs. However, when I was asked to come to another practitioner's home, I always assumed I had done something wrong and the practitioner is going to point it out to me, or somebody had said something bad about me. When I went to other counties to exchange cultivation experiences, and those practitioners had a lot to say, I felt uneasy in my heart, as if they were overbearing and slightly rude, as I was their guest after all. I realised this was wrong, and was brought about by the attachment to fame. I tried to suppress these thoughts and get rid of them. When I am sharing with fellow practitioners, I worry that practitioners will not accept my words, and thus I become careful about my speech. I realised these thoughts are not based on the far. As a coordinator, as long as I speak only to help others with no tinge of selfishness, practitioners are able to feel it. As a coordinator, I need to cooperate and harmonise with the one body. I am not better than others, nor do I have any great capabilities. It is just that Master bestowed upon me the responsibility of helping coordinate the practitioners around me. In order to do well as a coordinator, I must not think of wanting to be better than others. A coordinator is not a leader. He or she is just someone who helps fellow practitioners to cultivate based on the far and progress on their cultivation paths with full belief in master and the far. Coordinators do not give orders. It is only when practitioners are aware of the one body will the power of the one body be great. Only then can we assist master and help save more sentient beings. I follow Master's teachings, so the coordination work these past few years has been very successful. The practitioners are also very good at cooperating, so our local environment as one body has always been very good. Part 7. Being a coordinator who is up to the standard. My becoming a coordinator is Master's arrangement. Therefore, I cherish this opportunity and it is my privilege. For so many years, I have benefited a great deal through cultivation and sharing with practitioners from different places. They helped further strengthen my belief in Master and the FAR. My work as a coordinator has been a top priority throughout my 20-plus years in that role. I had two assistant coordinators over the year, one of them went down the wrong track due to fear and no longer cultivates. 
The other was sent to a labour camp and has not helped with the coordination work since his release. Among the practitioners who stepped out and became coordinators, some were imprisoned, some were persecuted to death, some are going through illness tribulations, and some no longer come out due to family reasons. One practitioner even said that things would be fine with just one coordinator, meaning me. No words could describe the feeling in my heart when I learned what this practitioner said. For one second I thought, what if I quit? Who will manage the coordination work? This is master's arrangement. We can only harmonise with each other, cooperate and do well. Only then will we let master's compassion bring the power needed. Luckily, with master's arrangements, new practitioners quickly helped to share the load. When a certain practitioner started cultivating alone because of her job and family, I went to her place with another practitioner to study the far and send forth righteous thoughts together. Despite our efforts, her attitude was unchanged and she was indifferent towards us. We didn't have much chance to share with her. Later, this practitioner's mother, who is also a practitioner, passed away due to illness karma, and she also went through a big tribulation. The sudden illness almost cost her her life. Only then did she wake up and overcome the tribulation. We invited her to study the far and share our understanding together. Two months later, she was finally able to force her way free from the shackles and stepped out. We were very happy for her. The following is an experience sharing article entitled My Understanding of Resentment by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on October 7, 2023. Editor's Note This article only represents the author's understanding in their current cultivation state, which is meant for sharing among practitioners so that we can do as Master said in the poem Solid Cultivation from Hong Yin. Quote, Compare and studying compare and cultivating, unquote. Master mentioned resentment in two recent articles, Cultivation in Dafa is Serious and Stay Far Away from Peril. Initially, I didn't think I resented Master, so I felt this had nothing to do with me. But after I repeatedly read the articles, I saw my resentment. Whenever I encountered conflicts during my cultivation, I habitually blamed others and sometimes developed resentment towards the other person. On the surface, I resented the people around me, but deep inside, a part of me wasn't happy with the cultivation path Master arranged for me. I failed to look at conflicts from the basis of the Fa. When I resented those who had conflicts with me, wasn't I resenting Master? We all know Master bears unimaginable karma for us. 
Master carefully arranged the conflicts we encounter to improve our chin ching and to allow us to remove the small amount of karma that we must endure. Instead of being grateful, we are disrespectful if we feel that people around us owe us and thus develop resentment toward them. During interactions with other practitioners, I also noticed their resentment towards their husbands, children, or in-laws. But if we look at our karmic relationship with them, we will understand there is a reason why they treated us that way. We must fundamentally change our views about tribulations and consider them good things. Instead of being resentful, we should be grateful and cherish the opportunity to improve ourselves. Long-term resentment will weaken one's determination to continue cultivation or even lead people to the dark side. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.